is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Woo, 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 woo. Hello. Happy frickin' Wednesday and some good news. I'm your host, Hannah Canningator. This is the podcast where we talk all about the people, places, and current events affecting the world in a positive way. This week, my guest is Edgar Montplacier. Edgar is a comedian, of course. Um, he, you can see him at the UCB Theater on the Herald Team DiCaprio. That's Monday nights, Thursday late nights, and Friday nights. You can also catch him around town uh, on the indie stages with his awesome, awesome team, Arcade Currency. And you can also check him out on Boardwalk Audio with the podcast Against the Grain. It is himself, Carl Tart, and Jackie Sneal, and they talk. They talk all the shit on everything they want to talk about, and it's really hilarious, and you should definitely listen. Go over to boardwalkaudio.com and check out that podcast. There's other great podcasts as well. I'm over there. If you're over there, click on the support our artist button and it'll take you to Amazon. And if you're like, I totally need some stuff, then buy it and, you know, Boardwalk gets some little pennies in our pockets, uh, little ruples in our purses for that. What else? Oh, hey, if you really like the podcast, please rate and review it. It really helps so much in the land of iTunes. I also love rating them. It really makes my whole dang day. Oh, one last thing. In the story that I, uh, Edgar's hometown story, we talk about a bar in New York, and I said, Coop, which is a dumb person pronunciation of the, it's actually called Coop. I just, uh, I read it and my brain said Coop, but it's definitely called Coop. I know how to read, I promise. I just have a hard time sometimes. So just know the bar is called Coop, um, but definitely look it up if you live in New York City. C-O-U-P, the Coop bar. All right, let's talk some good news. Hello. <laughs> it's a very uh, high energy start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I say, uh, okay, at the beginning of every... I always have a hard time. How do you guys start your podcast? Are you like, and uh, now we uh, just starts recording while we're talking shit yeah. about something. And sometimes it's something that we should be talking about on air. So that's why like, it always starts at like the last line of someone. So someone would be like... And that's why that person's a bitch ass nigga. And then we're like, all right, welcome to welcome to Against the Grain. But like you have no context of what we're talking about before. Yeah. Like That's yeah. good. I like that. That's mm-hmm. a good gimmick. Yeah. I gotta figure out I gotta figure out a way that's like a, maybe a little more natural, less abrasive. Cause every time I'm like, just Hi! start recording on the person. Just start yeah. recording on the person. Yeah. Just the second they walk and in. And then the fade door. in, fade I think the fade in sounds so cool. Like you play music and then like you fade into like them yeah. already talking. It sounds really, really cool. That does sound cool. I wonder, mm-hmm. I bet the first person to figure out the fade in mm-hmm. felt pretty dope. They were just like, I'm God. 
And then they went back to uh, I don't know teaching They're or whatever. Like, like yeah, 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 they didn't. They do a podcast. They don't have a great life. They went back to their life, rewinding VHS in the. I don't know. That's like that sounds thing. like a very depressing life. Yeah, I wonder who thought of it. If they thought of it, the way I picture the person thinking of the fade in is somebody walking with a boombox from one room to another, and somebody being like. <laughs> like that like the person left with the boombox and they're like that sounds so good yeah like why just stop the music let it gradually fade away yeah it's like the newton's apple come back come back come back what now walk away slowly oh i love that that's so funny uh well uh shall i tell you some good news yeah yeah that's uh yes Okay, here we go. Actually, full disclosure, this first mm-hmm. one starts out kind of sad because I have to do some correction like on things I've said in two episodes now. Okay. But but then it turns nice. Okay. okay. Sure. So, my episode with James Mastriani and great then guy. he's so great. Love that guy. Great coach. Yeah, he's my favorite. Mhm. You guys, if you need an improv coach, well, good luck getting him because he's so dang busy. So but everyone wants him. Yeah, he's he's such a great teacher and person. Um, but we were talking about that Salt Lake had uh, like successfully. Um, oh yeah, gotten rid of their home. Gotten rid. Of, how do you say? Okay, I was trying to figure out how, the proper wording for this because it's not what I mean, but like relieved their homeless pro- reduced, reduced the homeless po- population yeah because yeah. i said eradicated in one episode mm. and then i was like that is not what i meant no that's exactly like they were killing them <laughs> yeah. and now they're done it was a genocide on homeless people yeah. and now there's no more um so we were talking about and both of us were just like i'm pretty sure this is true and i was like i think it is because i remember my mom and i talking about it a couple mm-hmm. years ago and then again, last week in my episode with Haley, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. Mm-hmm. So this week I was like, maybe I should see if that's true. It, it's not true. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that it seems like a very impossible feat. Yeah, yeah. The reason, um, the re- so it was two years ago, it was all over the news and like even mm-hmm. Jon Stewart talked about it. And the reason that they, they announced, oh, solved that's the word mm. solved the homeless problem yeah that's the word i'm looking for um that they had solved their homeless problem in 2015 the part of the reason that was like said in the first place is because things were measured differently um mm. the ho- also the homeless population has increased and there's different sides of it there's like chronically homeless people and yeah. then just um like uh what is the word? I'm flashing my hand like fast when you're only homeless for a minute. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I understand. There are people who are homeless, like they're just like, this is my state of being. And then yeah. there's someone who's just like, I just lost my home. I'm in between places, yes. so I'm living out of my car. Yes. Cool. And so that um short term homelessness. There we go. Mm. I was like, light bulb flashing flash homelessness. Homeless. They're flash homeless people. Strobe light homeless. You ever been flash homeless? <laughs> <laughs> um so they 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 did basically solve that issue um 91 percent of homeless people were given a place to be and they started a program called um oh my gosh housing initiative 
gosh dang it i really want to know what they changed in counting like you said they measured right. it differently <laughs> like imagine if there was like a guy named rick and it was his job to like count homeless people and then one day he's just like i don't want to do this anymore we're like well now we got to start all, all over because <laughs> rick had it at five thousand, and now this new person is saying it's five thousand and one. so rick you fucked us yeah I just left um the the reason yeah because i was wondering that too i was like what has changed but then it's more like it's more like uh a shape like a blob is how okay. the numbers move gosh me describing stuff today <laughs> it's really visual okay. in my head but <laughs> hmm. like it's constantly moving and there's no de definite like i'm imagining the, the the alien from the movie life it's like growing and moving okay that's the i haven't seen what movie did you say life <laughs> yeah I, I isn't that isn't that a new movie yes <laughs> <laughs> with ryan movie? reynolds and uh uh, uh what's that guy's um, name um is it jake gyllenhaal, jake gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 of jarhead fame yeah um His it's a terrible work. movie mm. it's okay so this is a big side note but I think about that movie way more than I ever want to. Mm. Like it was a so-so movie. It stole a lot from other movies that have. It's like basically Alien, Armageddon, and The Blob all mixed into one movie. There's a movie called The Blob. Yeah. Okay. About and it's like about a blob. About a blob that grows. A blob of homeless people that no one can <laughs> figure out how to count measure. because it just keeps moving. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think about this movie like. I thought it was fine, but just sometimes randomly in the day, I'll be like, man, that one part of that movie was crazy. I'm like, why are you thinking about this? Uh, like, it's an okay experience, but then there's, you're just like cooking dinner and you just stop. And yeah. You're like, that, yeah, that was wild that that happened in that movie. It was such a waste of brain space. Um, you think that happens to people? I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now. But like, I, that happens. Like, you like get caught thinking of something. Like, yeah. Like like a surgeon in the middle of surgery is just like mm. <laughs> that life that part of life was crazy. Yeah. Like, why does anyone talk about that? Anyways, <laughs> and it just goes back into cutting up the person. Yeah, that has to happen. That has to happen. It happens to me on the daily. So now I'm wondering. Now I'm just thinking, <laughs> thinking about surgeons just like stopping yeah. our Ryan Reynolds driving home and being like, why was I in that movie? In that movie? Really though, he was only in it for about five minutes. Mm. And I'm wondering if he was only in it for five minutes. Yeah, it's really short. But he's billed as like yeah, top dude. Yeah, like <laughs> he's his name comes before Jake Gyllenhaal's yeah. name. Yeah, and there was all this hubbub about like what a what a buddy bud time he and Jake Gyllenhaal had on the movie, and that they like wasted a ton of money because they were joking too much. Mm. I almost wonder if he got if his parts got cut because they're just like off. we can't use. Well, yeah. it was just him doing it in weird accents to make Jake Gyllenhaal laugh. And yeah, we can't use any of we this. We can't use this. Yeah. Wow. So the homeless population is like the alien from Life. <laughs> it's hard to measure because it keeps growing and mm -hmm. changing. Okay, <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't think that I can't imagine homelessness as like something that you could like measure finitely. Yeah, and that's a I don't know if that's a word. Uh, finitely. finitely is it? Can you can you can't you just toss ly on top of? Anything? I used to think so, and it becomes a adjective. Yeah, or is it an adverb? I do it regularly. Oh, that <laughs> one's wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a finite. It's not a finitely thing. Yeah. Um, 
So that's part of the issue. They were like, we solved it. And then, you know, like 16 months or six months later, it was like, no. Well, I can imagine that they did solve it. And then just more homeless people came out. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. And more homeless. Yeah, more homeless. From the blob. Yeah, they came out of the blob. I was just what? Coming out of the closet. Coming out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, dad, I got something to tell you. Yeah. Um. So this the beginning of this article I found um what is nice is I went to try and figure out if this was true and somebody wrote an article like a week ago mm-hmm. so it's real up to date I was like thank you person who wrote this in-depth thing what was the article on uh what website yeah or in-depth wow <laughs> yeah. no wait no it's I'm looking that. for an in-depth article <laughs> <laughs> in-depth.com you find no wait it's a uh, desert news okay so mm. I know something good about Utah yeah. Uh, uh, there's a city there that I don't. Their police officers haven't killed anyone in like two years oh. because uh, 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 they took like this new training that teaches them de-escalation. That's fantastic. Yeah, I saw a video about it on the Facebook feed. Nice, and also just of course that why isn't so much more pre- like like pressure put on de-escalation and all of that because that's not even like how you deal with things in like normal one-on-one interactions right like you know like if i hit your car usually i think most people like aren't just like i'm gonna de-escalate the situation (laughs) like your gut reaction is to like defend yourself and take care of yourself but when you're i'm not trying to legitimize (laughs) what police officers do at all (laughs) let me be very clear before like jonathan harris is just like ha like i want to be so clear that i'm not justifying what police officers do whatsoever (laughs) um that's so great though i mean that just needs to be in every police academy yeah or i've been preaching halt a lot lately it's like, are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Yes. I just think that, like, anytime a police officer is operating, you know, with, like, <laughs> someone, they should just ask themselves that. Like, what am I really upset yeah, about? Yeah, what's going on yeah. here? Maybe I just need a Sammy. Yeah. I mean, a lot with me, anyway, that's usually the answer. Yeah, most Maybe some of these kids would be alive today if... <sighs> That police yeah. officer's just like, I'm hungry, and I'm, that's what's going yeah. on with me. <laughs> so hungry. I'm tired. And I'm on a sugar high from, ugh, I don't even want to finish the All those donut donuts. Joke I, was gonna make. <laughs> I thought those donuts were going to fill me up, but it's just empty carbs. And I don't need to take that out on you, yeah. unarmed 16-year-old boy. I'm sorry. I'm crashing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's really great news, though. I'm making this so much darker than it has to be. No, I'm you're not. Making... <laughs> I st- not at all. You just told a great story. And then now we're just talking about, I mean, it's a true deal out there. True deal. I've never heard that <laughs> statement before. It's a it's true, a true deal. deal out there. <laughs> I'd hope so. I'd hope it wasn't a lie deal. Um. Okay, let's see. What else? Well, Utah... Okay. Um, the Most of the article is pretty bleak in the way of it's like mm-hmm. uh, talking about chronic homelessness. And uh, the, the, the program... Uh, oh, it was called Housing First, where the whole idea is to get people into housing first thing. Like a lot of other programs will focus on different aspects or um like mental health or like food yeah Yeah. making sure that they're showered but this one's just like let's get them in a home in an apartment get them in an apartment (laughs) first sure they talk to 
a lot of different voices in their yeah. head. But let's get them on a lease. There. Get them in there. <laughs> um, so, but then they're continuing, like, the, I guess that w- I was surprised by this because part of the reason the housing first thing failed a little bit is mm. because they also had a um, a program where it's like, yeah, you get put into housing, but you have to stay you have to be clean to put in to be put oh, okay. into housing. Okay. So people were relapsing a lot and then they don't have a place to go. Yeah. Where when you think like the idea of that, of like keep checking in and stay clean and go through these po- programs. But if you don't have a home base and you're still interacting with all your triggers, like, of course you're not. Yeah. And that just seems like a lot of pressure to put on a person. Yeah. Like, I think like, I'm not saying like, let them go wild, but I think it, they need to be eased into it more so than just being like, you got to be clean now. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. I mean, there's years and years and every person's story is different and their trauma comes from different places. So, yeah. but I guess for the most part, like getting people into housing does work the best. And so they are starting a new program. And I guess overall, actually, Utah does have the lowest chronic homeless uh, rate. It's like 6% there and 22 percent the rest of the nation so they are doing a good job maybe it's because you know they're all married yeah like so many people tons of other people (laughs) so like it's like you know it's so much easier to not be homeless because it's like i'll just live with these four other other ladies yeah one guy (laughs) yeah it's a lot of space um and what's funny about that is like that is if you're living in a crowded space with a ton of people, like if you're in a one bedroom with like five people, mm-hmm. that's technically considered a type of homelessness. Oh, like, um, and I was homeless before. <laughs> I was too, I was homeless in Montana. Um, Are you from Montana? I'm from Wyoming originally. Oh, nice. And then I I lived in I lived in Montana. I lived in this crazy tiny tiny place that at one point was a barn and it was like a one bedroom and there was. Can you tell me four of us? anything about wyoming like i feel like wyoming and i don't mean this to be insulting but i feel like it's one of those states that like you're just like oh yeah like anytime <laughs> someone brings up wyoming I'm like, yeah. that is one of the 50 that's one of the states in America. yeah <laughs> <laughs> what if i was like no i can't moving on <laughs> i would be like that that makes sense as to why <laughs> um there's this really funny garfield sketch uh like little short from years and years ago mm-hmm. about how Wyoming doesn't cons- exist and it's like a conspiracy theory. Yeah, and it's I believe hilarious. it. I believe it. <laughs> I've never like you never just like, and I don't want these things to happen. But there's never like a terrorist attack or no. a school shooting. Never like this guy stabbed seven of his. Yeah, t- like you know, like that. Ne- no, I've never heard a news story from the state of Wyoming ever. Yeah, we don't have. Well, Dick Cheney was like the only thing that made. Oh Wyoming wow, exist. he's from Wyoming. Yeah. I hate that though. That's hey, that's a celebrity though, you know, like that. It's a big, big celeb. He's still alive. Um, Jackson Hole is like the thing that usually people can latch on to. It's like a huge skiing okay area with big. Is that mountains. where the uh, uh 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 Mount Rushmore is? Nope. All right. Well, <laughs> I tried giving you guys. <laughs> where is Mount Rushmore? Is that in maybe one Washington? of the, the Dakotas? It's the Dakotas. I don't think oh, it's in man. Washington, D.C. <laughs> Both of us get negative points. All right. I think it's when one of the Dakota. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's a Dakota. Buffaloes. Um, tons of buffalo. Have oh you ever gosh. seen a buffalo? Yeah. Have you ever ridden a buffalo? I've never ridden one. Have you ever eaten a buffalo? Yes. 
good. Good meat. It's good meat. Yeah, they're massive. Lots mm. of lots of wildlife. Did you go to school in Montana? Uh, yeah, I went to college in Montana. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there a university in Wyoming? There is, but like everyone from high school, go, there's one university. The in, entire state. Yeah. How big is the state? Um, it's just i think it's just at about a half a million people for the whole state no way no true <laughs> true deal <laughs> true deal <laughs> wow there's all there's other community colleges though yeah like, there's like, like yeah there's like um like lacc type colleges all over mm. the place there's um, lacc in wyoming yeah we got we lacc got, uh, wyoming yeah. baby <laughs> you really Angeles trying to get city out college. <laughs> <laughs> exchange program it's our sister city mm. um yeah, what else? What else? Tons of horses, lots of like rock climbing okay. and that kind of shenanigans. Outdoor stuff. Like what do like what do kids do in Wyoming like when they're just like I want to be bad? Like in Texas, there's a lot of drugs. Well, at least where I lived, right? Mm-hmm. I lived on the border. So like oh. it was like a lot of wild, wild and like gang violence was pretty big. Yeah. Uh 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 but it was a lot of like drugs and like being fun was like vandalizing property, like because there was so much land. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like I feel like in a city, it's. I mean, I guess you're vandalizing property and doing stuff like that too. But it was different. Like my friends used to paintball houses. Oh, like, they would drive mm-hmm. around and find like these big ranch mansions and paintball, paintball? them. Yeah, That's kind of funny. So like, what was <laughs> what was something in like Wyoming? That- um, let's see. I guess kids. I mean. Well, there's just not a lot of. It's such a small rural community where I'm from. Mm-hmm. That How many like, people? Um, seven thousand. Oh, they're gonna say seventy. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> it's me and my mom and dad, and then like two other. Seven thousand. Okay, that's 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 big. Yeah. About the size of a high school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but because of that, there's just not a lot of crime. And so the police would really focus on teenagers. (laughs) Like just busting anything. (laughs) 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 For the stupidest stuff. Oh, man. So we had to be really creative and like... Uh, so if we had a party, what we would do is like drive out of town, hike up a mountain and have a like go camping for a night. And OK, that's where we would like drink and stuff. That makes sense. That makes sense. also you guys couldn't dance in that town. Yeah. That's no why I had to go up into the mountain to yeah. dance. Mm-hmm. There was there was only homecoming and prom for yeah. dancing. And there was a sick. dance party where someone died in a car accident from <laughs> drunk driving. Right. And then I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were telling a story. No, a no, I no. I was talking that about the plot of Footloose. Like... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's the best trick is to sneak in a real movie plot as a story. Yeah. My friend does that to me all the time. <laughs> I gasped in such a You real really? Way. I was like, oh man, did I like bring up? I thought like I, you were just like, that is what happened in my town. Someone died from dancing and they banned dance. <laughs> Uh, not really, though. Not a lot of dancing. I'm sorry if I've derailed this completely. <laughs> no, no. I see. This is if I could could make just a whole podcast about talking about nothing. I would love it. Just oh, as much. great! How can you have a positive podcast though and not like have fun side conversations? Yeah, I think like know? yeah. If we were to focus on it, then you know we definitely have to get sad. It wouldn't be as fun if I was like, shut yeah. up. Here's some good news. I do enjoy that your your podcast is positive. I feel like that doesn't. No one else is trying to do that. Everyone else is like, sure, like uh, they're like it's introspective, but you're just like, let's be happy. Yeah, <laughs> let's have a good time. Let's have some 
some good times. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting about it though is because I always have on comedians and I and I do comedy. It's mm -hmm. uh, what you do as a comedian is you find something kind of shitty about life and you point it out and like make fun of it. Yeah. And that's why comedy is so great. Is it's like uh, truth in comedy or whatever. Yeah. Like you point out the stuff and yeah. so it's funny to like be talking about positive it's very stuff, hard to point like, out what's funny about yeah. it because there's yeah, nothing shitty you don't about it make, you're not trying to make fun of the the people doing the good work yeah that's true that's very <laughs> so true so it's interesting uh having a, co a comedy podcast where it's hard to make fun of people i'll find it yeah find it <laughs> <laughs> i'll find something to make fun of them about um Oh right, let me let me uh, uh, all quick. Get oh yeah, to the... sorry. We still haven't wrapped up this homeless thing. <laughs> the blob. <laughs> Just like Utah has it, they still we haven't they, wrapped we it haven't, up. We're all we're all still trying to measure this alien from the movie Life. Um, okay, so basically, Utah has made a lot of headway in terms of figuring out how to solve help mm -hmm. solve the problem. Mm -hmm. um, but it's always so individualized and in the it's just always going to be hard to figure out but they are starting a new program which i think we can make fun of this title because i do think it's kind of really silly the new program is called homes not jails mm. super literal yeah to the point <laughs> yeah um which targets the persistently homeless which are people who aren't quite chronically homeless i guess chronic is when you spend 365 days homeless total okay. like a full year yeah and so they are starting they're starting this new program for that which is going to be kind of a combo combo of like getting people in houses but also with more individualized care. Okay. And so they got a lot of funding for it. It's a pay for success model, meaning that private investors put up the money to get it started. And um, if results like are good, then it'll keep going. That, that's fantastic. Man. Yeah. So I think, and the, the place that um, a positive thing to take out of this is that the their program there in salt lake city called the road home like really does it all in terms of they provide like short-term housing emergency shelter case management uh low-income housing basic stuff such as food clothing and shelter and working with them people to like develop a plan to get back into work and back into housing okay. so they do like a full spectrum of stuff okay. so they are a very cool place yeah so to wrap up that thing, everything that I said was such confidence about uh, Utah eradicating their homeless problem mm -hmm. is not totally true. But they are doing some. But well, they're good they're stuff. making a lot of headway, and yeah. they're doing a lot. They're doing good stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see. Let's let's move over okay. to a different side of the country. This is in Clarkson, Clark's Clarkston. Uh, Clarkston, which is, I think, in Atlanta. Um, and they have a program there called, it's the, uh, the Amani Women's Center. Okay. Which is, and Amani means peace in Swahili. I oh, think nice. I read. Yeah. Um, but it's a place for women refugees to like come to basically and they work uh they work to help refugees who have come into america and specifically in clarkston and like 
um, work with them in whatever culture they're coming from, help them with health, education. And the, what's cool about what they're doing right now is they launched a program called the Sewing Room Project because when they first started, they were doing stuff like going around to different program managers' house and like getting to know people and doing simple kind of like simple arts and crafts from different cultures mm -hmm. just as like a, I don't know like arts and crafts is like healing yeah it's a, it's a bonding thing. Yeah. yeah absolutely um but because of the places that these women are from they have some really dope skills oh wow <laughs> um and so they have started uh they make clothes and jewelry and like all this stuff from their culture and they've started taking it around the state to different boutiques and sales and stuff and they are selling it and then the uh the proceeds some of it goes to the program and then a lot of it goes back to the women mm -hmm. as well which is cool because i guess a lot of these women are they're like moms at home or they have a hard time finding work because they're refugees and that's a whole that's a whole thing within itself and so it just helps them like feel empowered realize they have a skill and like make stuff and sell it and bring home money and like I think that's so cool. That's very, very dope. Yeah. It's very, very, very dope. Uh, the only thing that I could think of was being like a refugee and being like, oh, man, I just came to America. I'm so excited. Where are you sending me? Like, mm -hmm. oh, we're going to send you to Clarkston, Georgia. Where the fuck is y'all yeah. going to get me New York <laughs> or L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> I would even take in Dallas, Texas. Where is Clarkston, Clarkston. Georgia? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, did I say Cl I said Clarkston, Atlanta, as if Atlanta was a whole state? It's no, it's all right. It's probably a it's probably like a, a subdivision of Atlanta. Um, I guess. No, I think it's it, it's definitely Georgia. I think I read the word Atlanta, the state Atlanta. I don't I don't understand that. Like you know, like they're like states like Alabama being like we're not going to take any refugees, and it's like yeah. I don't think they want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants. I don't to think anyone's just like yeah, man. I just came out of this crazy, crazy war situation. What's good with Alabama? Yeah, I'd love to drop into like the, some of the most racist places <laughs> in America and see what that's like. Um, some parts of Alabama are, are fun and nice, but <laughs> don't apologize to Alabama. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll stick to my guns. Yeah, Alabama, one hundred percent shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So here's a picture of the store. Wow. I also imagine that someone was just like, all right, guys, we're going to work on like, you know, hand hand paint today. And they're like, uh, sorry, we just made dresses. <laughs> sorry, we uh, we do this every day. Yeah. Uh, get out of here. Actually, you're no longer teaching the class. Yeah. We're going to teach you. Now. <laughs> yeah, this is what we do. Um, speaking to the yeah, ending up in Clarkston as a refugee, though. Uh, I always wondered that about, we would get foreign exchange students in Lander, Wyoming. <laughs> and I always felt so bad for Where them. were they from? Like Italy. And oh, like no. somebody was from like big places. Like I think somebody was from Paris at one point or like big Paris. And we were like, welcome to Lander, Wyoming. And they just like, were like, well, this is why America sucks. Yeah. Just kidding. Your town's probably it's, lovely. It's nice, but it's like not diverse. It's super white and mm. really well small. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's fair. That's fair. So, I guess, but maybe it's it was beautiful. good for them to be there, you yeah. know, and see, you know, something. Yeah, something. I mean, I guess it's it is a beautiful town, really nice community. They should do foreign exchange students from here. Like, to yeah, like someone like from LA goes to Lander. Yeah, maybe they should just have the real world there. 
Yes. <laughs> that could be fun. I guess something crazy that's happening in Lander this year. So there's a crazy eclipse happening this summer. Mm -hmm. And like 250,000 people are going to Lander, Wyoming, because it's apparently like the best place to see the eclipse, mm. um, which is going to be crazy. Because How many people? Like two, my I think my mom said it's like two hundred fifty thousand. Hold on. Wow. Um, where are they going to fit? I don't know, and I also don't know how Lander's going to feed that many people. Like we have a bunch of people come into town for the Fourth of July because mm -hmm. it's like a whole Frontier Days thing. There's like a big ass rodeo and a parade mm, nice. and stuff. Like lots of tourists come, and that's fun. Um, but two hundred fifty thousand is probably an. Have you ever seen the leftovers? My, I really want to see it. It's really I good. hear about it. There's like a small town in there called Miracle, Texas that like people become obsessed with. And that's what this conversation is kind of, or this story kind of reminds me of is it's like all these people been like, we need to see the eclipse in like yeah. this really tiny town. And then tiny town's just like, we don't know how to handle this. Yeah. And then the eclipse happens and they all hear one voice. Oh God. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, super crazy. I don't, I don't know. Are you going to go back and see the eclipse? No fucking way. I don't want to be there when there's that many people. Well, you have somewhere to stay. Yeah, I could stay at my mom's house. I think she wants me to come just because she's like freaked out for, there's going to be so many people there. Safety and stuff like that? Yeah, or just like, it's going to be, a, I think, just overwhelming to be there. I told her, though, she could leave an Airbnb her spot for because rooms and stuff like that are going for thousands of dollars because there's no space that's such good money yeah. yeah she should totally do that i know but she's scared to leave her house in the in the hands of the eclipse people yeah no they that sounds like very weird people who are just like <laughs> yo there's an eclipse happening let's go to wyoming yeah what's that person's story what, what do they do for a living right and they're coming from all over the world yeah no so I'm like, okay do they have money or did have they saved up their whole lives mm. for this moment <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know hey bill you want to come out to eat nah no, i can't i can't <laughs> I'm saving up for this eclipse. <laughs> I'm going out to Wyoming. <laughs> You've been saving up for that eclipse for years, Bill. It's never happened. It's happening it's this happening. year. It's all I ever wanted. It's, I'm going. I'm getting I've that lost room. family members. My <laughs> wife doesn't call me anymore. She took the kids. Lost my job. That reminds me of the guy, the really sad story about the the guy who put all of his family's money into Beanie Babies in the 90s. Mm. Did you ever see this? No. no. There's a documentary on it, and it's uh, so depressing to watch. But when Beanie Babies were all the rage, mm -hmm. he invest. I'm using air quotes, y'all. He, he invested in them, mm -hmm. thinking that they would just keep growing. Because at one point, you could sell a Beanie Baby for quite for a lot, a lot of, money. of money. Yeah. We got a Princess Die Beanie Baby right there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Rest in peace. It's worth about... Six dollars. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, rest. R.I.P. Both of you. <laughs> I think that. Norman. Does he still have all the Beanie Babies? Uh, so what ended up happening? He like he went into his call his kids' college funds, oh, like nice. spent all of that on Beanie Babies, spent their entire savings, like sold their cars and stuff, and then uh, yeah, then they were worthless. Um. So his whole family was just like screwed, and it's really, really sad. Does he still have all of them? Uh, I don't think he has all of them, but he still has. They have 
Oh, they couldn't get rid of them. They were like, yeah. you know, you can't, you could, at a certain point, it was like you couldn't give them away. They were like yeah. at garage sales for 25 cents or whatever. Nah, you should keep on to them. They're going to pop again. Yeah, I think so. They're like, pop fur- again. Is it Furbies that are coming back? They are? I thought I saw one at a store. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we got to go in and check out my Furby collection at home. My dad, uh, he like, was like, thought that Furbies were going to pop and... He like spent my college fund on uh, Furbies. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Where are we? Oh, I thought it would be good to throw in something good about the environment, yeah. especially considering all this climate, Trump and all his climate yeah. shenanigans. Yeah, everyone knows what Trump's been doing to the the climate. <laughs> He's personally. Yeah, a vendetta against it. <laughs> yeah, he's been cutting a hole in the ozone yeah. himself. <laughs> Every day he climbs up on the ladder and just, just cuts. <laughs> cuts. And also pictured a ladder. <laughs> Him being like, uh, no wonder Baron thought his head was cut off. Yeah. Um. So the numbers have been released for this year that. The renew so far renewables have made up nearly a fifth of our total electricity. Oh, nice! Yeah, which is awesome because in 2010 they predicted like we're way past our prediction numbers right now. Like the 19 percent would have they predicted that would happen in about 2060. Oh, nice! So we're like way ahead, which is really cool. They thought uh, they predicted in 2010 that. We would be at um, that in 2015, the total generation would be 13%, mm. and that it would only be at 18% by 2040. So that's some good news. We're making stuff. Um, most of it is solar panels, too. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason, part of the reasoning behind that is because they are counting personal stuff and like, um, corporations and government stuff but uh, so many more places and people and company are companies are doing uh solar panels because they're becoming uh cheaper Mm. and there's federal tax incentives for it so at least for now right (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so yeah so that's cool and also just proves like I don't know if you a little if you put a little incentive behind something, make it affordable. Yeah, people will do it. No, that's one hundred percent true. People will do the stuff. Yeah, that's how I stop a majority of the problems in my life. Yeah, can I f- afford it? Yeah, I just make it. Yeah, I make I make it affordable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to buy. I just need to do it today, but I did have a moment where I was like, damn it, because I'm trying to buy mm-hmm. biodegradable trash bags. Oh, nice. Um, They're just like, it's like $15 for a a pack of them. Yeah. And part of me was like, mm-hmm. Just eat your trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just. This look, it, it's food. <laughs> That's what the mess on it is. Yeah. My only concern about it is, so they're compostable bags, compostable. Mm-hmm. Um. Our trash is really... Compostly bags? Compostly. They're mostly compost... No, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My only concern is that they would start to disintegrate 
before you got them outside. But it doesn't work that fast. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, there's trash all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's. <laughs> it's not like cotton candy and no. trash bags. <laughs> if you get it wet, they turn into gremlins. Yeah. Just like a Furby. I mm-hmm. do always think that Furbies look so much like... Mogglies? Yeah. Moggly? Moggly? Mogglies? Is it... Yeah, Mogwai? Mogwai. Mogwai. You, you Mogli. sounded like a little kid trying to say Mowgli from the jungle. Mowgli? 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 Mowgli. Uh, it yeah. sounds like we're doing a terrible theater vocal warm-up. Mowgli, 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 Ursula, Ursula. Rafiki. La 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 la. This is a nice thing. That is that also made me laugh a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, Anna Cortez. Where is that? Is it a small town? I forgot to look this part up. Yes, it is 16,000. Not the smallest, oh, nice. but it's Where? in Washington, right by Mount Rushmore. Um, Mount Rushmore is in the state of Washington? No. I was like, I don't think that's true, friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, uh, I think you might be wrong about that one. See, I thought you were saying that it was in Washington, D.C., and I was like, I can understand why you think that. (laughs) Right. Now, is it true? No. No. As a little kid, I guess as a little kid, I always thought all monumental things were in D.C. Yeah. Because you're just like, I guess that's where the country stuff happens. Yeah. Um, Okay, Anna Cortez, this lady decided, she calls it happiness sprinkling. Okay. Where basically she stands out with a group of friends on the corner with signs that say nice things Mm -hmm. and like dances around. Uh, They say like, you are loved. Or one of them says, you are a good parent and it's going to be okay. And they just like dance around. I don't like that. that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to, I want to go on record of being like a pessimist and saying, I think that those people are bad people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I don't enjoy that energy. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm uncomfortable just thinking about seeing those. It's like that guy around here who always does ask cat sometimes. What's his fucking name? Dallas Clayton. Oh, you don't like Dallas I hate Clayton? that shit, man. I hate that, like, oh, stand here and think of someone you love. It's like, oh, that one. Yeah. How about you stand here and go fuck yourself? I hate that. It's so awful. <laughs> I do hate that um, uh, that corner. I do. He ma- he writes really cool children's books, which I like. Yeah. Um, but that corner drives me crazy because it is the spot for all narcissistic Instagram yeah. people to go and like just take the worst photos. Yeah. I remember that one with like the homeless guy right there. Did you ever see that one that got passed around? Oh no. It was like a woman like standing there, but then it's like a homeless guy sitting right next to her, and it's just like. <laughs> Terrible. I remember he did this ask out one time and he told a story about how he went into this donut shop and was just like, I'm going to make their day by buying all their donuts and then giving it to them or something like that. And I was like, all you did was make their life worse. (laughs) That's all you did. Because now they have to go back and make more donuts. They made enough donuts to sell for the entire day. (laughs) Then you bought all these donuts. 
And then they're less like, well, shit. Because <laughs> someone's going to come in right after you and be like, do you have any donuts? No, we don't have any donuts. Because some dickhead <laughs> was like, I'm going to buy all of them. So uh, he bought all of them and he took them home? I think he took them to give them out to people on the street or something uh. like that. He, he's, he's just like that lady where he's just like, <laughs> I'm going to go around. It's my job. I'm a good person. I'm having a good life. It's just, I don't know. I think it's just white people who don't understand that they are lucky enough to do stupid <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> like, no black person's like, ah, I'm going to spend my day trying to make other people happy. No, like, I'm too busy trying to stay alive. <laughs> so I fucking hate, I'm sorry. I don't know. That's the worst response. I fucking no, I hate that, that stuff. I love that perspective. Because I did have my, my first thought when I saw this was like, man, those are some white ladies. Um, and uh <laughs> you are a good parent it's like yeah i am i am because i take care of my kid not because you said it on some stuff you don't know my story you know sometimes i give him an ambient so he can go to sleep am i still a good fucking parent i love that perspective so much <laughs> super real so great see you fat we you did i it. told you i'd find something <laughs> find something to piss me um off. Yeah, I thought I also think it's funny that it's called sprinkle happiness. Mm. Um I guess they've started doing it all over the world though. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <sighs> I'm gonna find I'm gonna start making signs like this and just leave it places that you are. <laughs> I'm just fucking those fucking people. <laughs> think, you have a good fucking day. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I do feel like um, it's just the New Yorker in me. It's just like, don't bother me. Yeah, like they're on the street bothering people. They're no better than that guy with the abortion signs. You're the same person, right? It's the same idea. It's just like my agenda is more important than you getting from one place to the other without being <laughs> molested. Like that's that's what it is. <laughs> she did say that she chose this corner because it was the place where lots of people did protesting. Oh my god! And so she was trying to change the energy. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Change the energy by going back home and pick a pick a hobby that affects you. How yeah. about that? You know, or donate. I guess like solve cancer. Get off my solve dick. Cancer. <laughs> solve cancer. Even yeah. <laughs> um, this is gonna be. I promise you, we're gonna make the rest of this happy. I. Pro- <laughs> you have not been unhappy. Okay. You're being too hard on yourself. That's why you specifically have comedians on. It's the best. This one is. Uh, well, I guess. Oh. Well, he- well, heck, I think I'm already to the part where I was going to talk about hometown. Please tell well, what is hometown? Like uh, your hometown specifically? No. So I uh, I just give you zero context. I usually do a story. Of, so the reason I asked you your hometown when we were messaging. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I try yes, and find yes, something yes. positive about where somebody was grew up or their Okay. Hometown. Did you yeah. do one for New York? Or did you do one for McAllen? I did. I ended up doing New York. Okay. That's um, fine. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, you're going to find anything good about McAllen because that place is a shithole. Really? Yeah, I'm going in on 100% on this. McAllen, shit. Wait, Just kidding. I want to. What was it like growing? How big is it? Uh, I want to say 200, 300,000. Okay. Does Wikipedia back me up? Does it back me up? What? Yeah. <laughs> um, wrong. No, I don't. It's, it's not giving me the pop right off the bat. Ooh, um, and you, you guys used to uh, run around with paintball guns. And- no, I didn't do that. I want to okay. go on the record and say I Great. did not do that. Yeah, they that did that, hard to get off. and I was high in the car while they did it. Uh, 
Um, Mostly because I couldn't afford a paintball gun. That's the only reason why. Those I didn't are expensive. Do it. They're very expensive. People also in Lander, they shoot. They just go out to where rocks are and set up beer cans and shoot. Yeah. Shoot stuff. Yeah. It's um, fun. It's a very fun activity. It is kind of fun. I don't like guns. airsoft. Is that like a big thing up in Lander? Oh, BB guns. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, growing up, there was always and like always some kid in the group had a BB gun. Yep. Same. Same. <laughs> same. Same. Like McAllen's not rural, but there are rural parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is like maybe I'm misspeaking, but I feel like is that kind of the South? It in is general. Yeah. It's like. Big cities, rural, big city, rural attitude, kind of. Yeah, that's actually the town motto. The, yeah, the it's tagline. In a, yeah, the town's tagline. When we go around and we pitch it, <laughs> and we we didn't get we didn't get picked up this year. Like the pilot was very strong, but I think we're gonna retool it and we're gonna get picked up next yeah. year. Yeah, good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Keep trying. That's how you get ahead. Yeah, in this no, town. we're not. We took this. We took the network notes. But we think, like, they were just like, we don't believe this protagonist. And we're like, okay, we understand okay. that. So maybe we're going to make it a female protagonist. Those are big. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are big. Those. <laughs> <laughs> those are big. That guy. Um, you know what bothers me about Wonder Woman? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> let's get right into it. Go for it. <laughs> I see the connection, but <laughs> let's just get <laughs> I'm a zero segue kind of gal. Uh, you know uh, what bothers me about? Please tell me. I was thinking about those those protagonists. Um, I'm I'm stoked that there's finally a female superhero happening. Sure. But the whole idea, like, oh, this is so progressive. Like, she is still wearing a metal bikini. Like, that is not... That is... She is dressed that way for men, and, like, society has made it be like, you look great in a metal bikini. You know have you I mean? ever know, Have you ever heard the history behind how her... Like, who created her character and stuff like that? No. It's very weird. I'll send you a video about it. It's okay. very weird. It was like this guy was... <laughs> uh she's based off of his wife mm-hmm. and a student of his that he was fucking <laughs> that's so weird yeah that's uh, see the lasso of truth thing comes from like his obsession with like bondage and God. stuff like that see it's all for a dude and like yeah like it was like he was like into like being dominated and being trapped by a woman that's what it seems like wonder woman like just anytime you see an image of her you're like oh yeah it's a bizarre sexual fantasy yeah no it was for this dude (laughs) yeah um you like get that right off the bat but hey you made it we were you're here (laughs) highest rated dc movie as of late yeah rock on (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah. Um, Take yeah, what you can get. I guess. Okay? I guess All we got so. is Shaq playing sh- uh, Shield. <laughs> okay, and no one even knows that, but that happened, and that is the only black superhero movie is Shaq playing Shield. Happened in the nineties. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Um, Look it up. It's bad. I guess Hancock, but like. But, and Dude. I guess I'm thinking Luke Cage, but that's a show. It's a TV show. I want yeah. the movies. You want the blockbusters. I want the blockbusters. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's just gonna be a bunch of weird white guys in tight suits forever. No. And then every now and then they'll... No, you got a woman in a metal bikini. <laughs> see, I just want something that, like, you wouldn't see a guy running around in tiny-ass shorts trying to, you know, you want to feel like... Some of them did. In not the all superheroes? Of them. I guess yeah, Robin Plastic did. Man. Yeah, Robin. <laughs> Robin did. Um, But I would just be worried about comfort and like worried that i was flashing everybody a lot of the dudes had thongs for a bit wolverine the og wolverine is in a thong oh yeah oh yeah yeah all the costumes are pretty bizarre but no you're right she shouldn't be in a metal bikini i feel like if they really wanted to be like i mean i think it would be fine to just have a wonder woman movie and have it be like yay but the way that everyone's been like yes this is huge like go women it's like it's still just the same yeah no 100 exactly the same yeah um and the whole thing about uh guys though like oh they had an all-woman showing and guys were so upset i feel i feel like that probably did happen but it's almost at this point like blown up so much that it feels like a publicity stunt yeah 100 percent. like that someone faked it fake news yeah and i also am not down with uh wonder what the movie is like selling diet bars oh all, wow yeah they it's i like didn't know that marketing diet bars i also wonder. heard that the tickets for the all-woman screening are 70 cents to the dollar ah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that term means. That would be great. That <laughs> I would know, Is that a good thing for movie tickets? <laughs> Discount price? Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take the reverse of uh, bad pay. Um. Anyway, that's my that's my negative spiel for the day. Yeah. <sighs> so we were talking about uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Oh, uh, I was just dying to talk about one Wonder Woman at some point. <laughs> you really worked it in there. Um, okay, I was about to tell you about a good news thing um, from New York. Well, first of all, I guess I don't have the story in front of me, so this is okay. more just a talking from memory thing. Oh, great. But uh, there was a kid on the subway who uh, the subway got stuck and he was on his way to his graduation. Mm. And the subway got super stuck, so everyone in the car, like, they did like a commencement ceremony for him because he oh. missed his whole graduation. Oh, that's super sweet. I liked that. That's very, very sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and what then, was your graduation like? My high school one? Yeah, because he was going to his high school graduation, right? I think probably. Yeah, yeah. I'd assume so. Yeah, nobody going to NYU was like taking the subway there right before it. Yeah, no, I don't. I can't imagine. I think they'd be um, more responsible than that. Um. Yeah, got to be high school because he obviously just had a slight window of time. Yeah, you his train got delayed and he missed. The yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like because like college graduation, my college graduation or my high school graduation was a big affair as well. But yeah, college graduation is like massive. Like it's like yeah. three days long. Yeah. Or, what was yours? Three days. I long? I missed my college graduation. Wow, what happened? You I, got stuck on the train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I poorly planned my commute. Um, I was, I graduated a semester early oh, and then okay. I was on, I was on tour for a, a theater show. And so I, I missed it. That's impressive. That's it a was, very good reason to it miss it. It was a great reason. Yeah. That's impressive. Nice. It was fun. Yeah. Um. And the play was called Stuck on a Train? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was actually called Bus, it was Bus Stop. Was that really? Yeah. <laughs> 
Can um, I predict what the opening line is? Uh, yes. Okay. Is it bus leaves in 15? <laughs> <laughs> bus leaves in 15. <laughs> open, on a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> open on a wo- woman sitting there. She has a bag. The bag is scraggly, but it looks important to her the way she's holding it. <laughs> Enter Ralph. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> is it two strangers having a conversation at a bus stop? It all takes place in a bus stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone is stuck there. Yeah, no, of course they are. <laughs> it's, it's a full two hours. And it's... Um, are there reveals? There are reveals. Like, there's this cowboy... Um, who is in the, <laughs> there's a couple of cowboys um they made a shitty movie about it with uh marilyn monroe nice but um wait what oh marilyn monroe not i do i you think c- i said marilyn manson all the time all the, it happens to me every time and i'm just like wow he fucked john f kennedy that's crazy i love that that's a, such a common mix-up for you that's so great uh, <laughs> it really was like that's a weird he doesn't even act <laughs> um, that is kind of how it opens though it's like everyone's stuck <laughs> it's like a lady at a diner and she's like bus ain't leaving for another <laughs> I, t- I knew it I knew I knew it <laughs> nailed it <laughs> alright okay wait so there's good n- news from New York we got the kid with his the graduation yeah and then okay so there's this bar that is opening up in um new york city Mm. and it's called coop and all of the profits from it aside from like obviously they have to pay their expensive and labor and liquor and all that Mm -hmm. all when you buy a drink you get a token and you get a pick which if you nonprofit or organization you wanted to go to. So all of their profits are going to Planned Parenthood, ACLU, Human Rights Watch, and like all these spots because they are like worried worried about them. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, they were they they have a lot of bars in New York City, I guess, and the people who own it, uh, once the the election happened, they were like, What is there something we could do we love booze strong support for my alcoholism yeah yeah <laughs> i would love a bar like that i was like drinking where your money goes to something good yeah i'm into it now my wife can't complain <laughs> when i leave to go out for a drink in the middle of the night you, you. <laughs> that's my impression of you of me <laughs> you don't want me to take care of the homeless because <laughs> every time i have a whiskey meat i'm helping somebody <laughs> yeah um yeah so i thought that was cool that's a good news it seems that's a that's a true deal yeah um and i like that you can pick where you want it to go yeah like it's not going random mm-hmm. you gotta put a token in a jar i love tokens in jars that's do you <laughs> I, I feel like that's not somewhere i thought a token would go i thought like there were slots with like the pictures of yeah of a, I guess I'm just picturing any time that you're at a place and they're like, you can pick a jar to put stuff. I'm thinking yeah. of like wooden nickels for some reason. Yeah, that's that's. I like when uh, 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 places do different questions with the tip jar. Yes. See, that kind of stuff. That kind, yeah, I like that. I like that. having any kind of choice with yeah. a jar. <laughs> you should play Mass Effect. Ooh, what's that? It's a video game where it's just you making a ton of choices. I mean, it's also Ooh. like 
it's like the the company's engine bioware is all about like the game changes based off of the decisions that you make oh so you can like be a hard ass or you can be like a softy you can flirt with people and maybe you hook up with this person in your space (laughs) crew i'm sorry i started getting into it because i keep trying to tell you know my assistant you i'm into you you know what's going on (laughs) like and she's just like talks to me about like her parents and how much she misses them i'm just like <laughs> let's just get to the part where we fuck you know like it's a video game in real life i'll listen yeah yeah <laughs> but i'm playing a video game but you're a video game another quick kind of crazy side note i went to the getty villa for the first time okay and it's all the old it's all the like greek statues and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i became convinced that like uh robots like the kind in Westworld where they're just like look exactly like humans they do exist because i was looking at a statue built in like 100 a.d that just looked exactly like a human wow and i was like if we if we were doing this uh 1900 years ago yeah, we're already there like, now there's robots everywhere yeah where is the getty villa it's kind of if you're gonna go out towards malibu like mm. on the pch it's um right up on a hill there it's really beautiful it's free there's just a bunch of Greeks, and it's built like a Greek uh, and Roman. But they're like, actually from Greece that they brought over here. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got real freaked out. I was like, there's no way. There's no way that there's not crazy robots everywhere. If you found out tomorrow that your boyfriend was a robot, would you still date him? We've actually talked about this because okay. I get freaked out all the time that I'm a robot. Okay. It's like a real fear. <laughs> but you or found that out that he's are, a that robot. And his response was, it doesn't matter to me because I feel like I feel love. Mm. So what does it matter? Mm. So I guess I would talk to him about it and <laughs> be like... <laughs> I guess I would still date him, but yeah. man, my world would be kind of fucked. Yeah, because then I would I would wonder like, is he programmed? Like, is like, yes. But then, from if I found out that I was a robot, I'd be like, why do you guys make my like program so shitty? Like, yeah. <laughs> why am I sad all the time? Like, yeah. hey, let me get an upgrade on that, guys. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Let me be the happy robot. I want to be able to stand on the street corner and go, Sprinkle "You're a good parent." Happiness. Yeah. <laughs> I want to feel that. I can't feel that. <laughs> I want to sprinkle some happiness and buy out all the donuts. Yeah. I don't know. I get, I try not to think about it too much because then I just go into like a downward spiral. Of, oh, yeah. Oh, what are humans? I uh, I used to do this bit and I still do it, but I, I'll ask someone, do you believe in alternate universes? And then are like, I'll ask people like, yeah. anyone I'm in a transaction with, so like an Uber driver or someone. Right. So then I was at, <laughs> cvs the other day and like i saw myself break this woman at cvs she was like being really nice like buying things and i was like hey if you could go back to any time in your life and change one thing what time would you go and she was like (laughs) and like she just stopped talking and immediately i was like oh Oh, fuck like i just fucked up her whole day day. yeah it was no sorry i should stop doing that (laughs) but it's so funny to me because I like, especially the alternate universe one, like, I'm like, do you think there's an alternate universe where I'm working behind the counter at McDonald's and you're ordering something? And they're like, I don't think this is funny I don't at all. I time for this. Yeah. <laughs> Just order your fucking two hot and spicy McChickens and get the fuck out of my face. Uh, now we're to the, oh, wait, I forgot to do my animal corner. Oh, yeah. Animal corner. Animal corner. Um, This is not a happy news story but this is one uh shout out to luce 
Tomlin for Brenner for sending me this. Um, she just sent me a screenshot of a news story that says pigeon caught smuggling cell phone into jail in Brazil. <laughs> A pigeon was busted for trying to smuggle a very sought-after item in prison. Guards at the Franco de Roca prison caught a pigeon with a cell phone attached to its body. Officials say the bird was trying to deliver the phone to the inmates. I really like that story. I just want. I just imagine. I'm just imagining them questioning the pigeon. Right when they're like, "Pigeon was caught." Yeah, to it's just like, <laughs> why are you making it sound like the pigeon had any influence in that? <laughs> yeah. Like. I don't want to do this. <laughs> You're going to do it. Will you release my sister after? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll do this. But this is the last job, Felipe. <laughs> this is the last job. Um. Yeah. I think that's so great. Yeah. Also. And then like, you know, like that pigeon was probably like a student, like, you know, and then now it's going to be in the prison system. So when it gets out of prison, it's going to be fucked. a bad person. They're but it, it didn't it go like in. Yeah, it didn't go in a bad person, but it's no. definitely going to go out a bad person. The system's going to screw it. And then once it's out, all the other pigeons aren't going to treat it like a real pigeon. No. And then, then that's when it, it makes another crime. Yeah. It's going to sneak another phone in and it's going to go right back to jail. <laughs> yeah. And that's because we have a uh, a capital punishment rather than a rehabilitative punishment system yeah. you know we don't rehabilitate these prisoners no these birds are going in there mm -hmm. and i hate our prison system so much it's so bad <laughs> <laughs> but can i talk about our prison system yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's uh yeah let's let's go off on that <laughs> wonder woman prison system they're one and the same <laughs> Basically. she's a prisoner in that bikini in that metal bikini yeah it's her cage yeah i have had some good news stories in the past about uh programs that go into juvenile prisons oh nice and like really work with the um the people, the kids there and do a lot of art with them and uh, like therapy and um, continue to follow through when they get out to help them find job placement and um, just really cool stuff to be yeah. like, hey, uh, you were, you're still a real person. You still matter. Your feelings matter. Because um, that's the other thing. I feel like, you know, the reason that you do crime you're going through your own stuff that needs to be processed. Like, yeah, no one's helping you process any of it. Yeah, no. Uh, it's and then then they shove you, which is like we were talking about. Then it just puts you back in the world, and everyone treats you like crap. I think like something that's true for, and this is you know, not that everyone in jail is like a person of color, but <laughs> numbers don't lie, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that, and like you know, like a lot of them are young men and stuff like that. I think, and I think it's definitely a symptom of toxic masculinity. Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, they just don't have a way to process their feelings. Yeah. But I think that another part that we kind of don't talk about, specifically with men of color and young men of color, is they've kind of been told that their feelings are violent and mm -hmm. that their feelings are wrong. And that if they, like, something that my mom used to tell me, and she used to, she'd be like, Edgar, if you're feeling a kind of way, you can't react because if you react people will think that you're trying to hurt them or people uh, will treat like, so I think that these young men know that and yeah. like they are aware of that. So like, it's just like bubbling inside in. of them and then yeah. it just pops like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's something that we don't really talk about as much. It's like, absolutely. There's definitely toxic masculinity and absolutely. There's definitely, 
uh, 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 you know, these young men definitely do these horrendous things and they're mm-hmm. definitely emotionally unavailable and stuff like that. But we don't really talk about that. There's not a lot of examples of young black men who are like emotionally free and emotionally yeah. like that's not the way that we're portrayed in the media. That's not the way that like our rock stars, our rap stars more specifically look and stuff like that. Like that's something that, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird tangent, but no, I love that tangent. And I, uh, like, I think it's really interesting what you're saying too, that I've just, well, I've, I've never thought about cause I'm a white girl, <laughs> but <laughs> like the, the idea that, um, all of this gets bottled up because yeah, if you do react emotionally, like some of it is, survival technique isn't the right word but that people will react to you because of the bullshit society stuff that's already in place yeah absolutely and I, that's why i thought that you said that like one of the things that the program does is makes them know that yeah your feelings are valid and it's yeah. just like that that statement in and of like i felt a reaction just hearing that and just like yeah i think a lot of those kids don't feel that way yeah like you know yeah. They don't feel like their voice matters or that their feelings matter. And so they react. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a justification of their reactions no, or but anything, it, but I guess just empathizing with yeah, them. Yeah. Empathy, like, I, I just think realizing, like, when there's problems happening, there's a reason why. And there's, like, some backtrack, like, I always think trying to empathize with the point of view of where it's coming from. It's usually coming from other pain or it's being pushed down somewhere or like, I think, I mean, there are bad people in the world, but I also think there's so many people that are just fucked over by the system Yeah, and then they can't get out. And I think that's a majority of people. Yeah. But I think that the way that the news cycle works or, which is why your podcast, again, such an amazing, amazing thing. Oh, like, the way that we're processed it is that these things are el- like I would have never heard any of those news stories, and I read news yeah. stories a lot because, like you know, like I'm like trying to like write joke packets or like yeah. be on top of like my joke Twitter or whatever, and I never would have heard any of those stories. But what we elevate is like these these not even monsters, but just like bad things happening and stuff like yeah. that. Like you know, like especially like when I think about like the news stories that I saw and like. Oh man, most of the time I saw black kids on the news was because I was seeing mugshots and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a very good point. Um, yeah, I think that programs and there should be more of them doing rehabilitation stuff, especially with especially with younger kids. Yeah, absolutely. And just like you got to start by going way way back and like deeper. I, just on a, a different societal note about like what we see in the media and what's I was listening to some guys who I was giving a lift ride today talk about how the East West Coast rap battle is like starting up again. Like just the whole idea of pinning people against each other to make oh, 100%. money. Yeah, one hundred percent. That that's always like and it's just like I think of it as like Kendrick Lamar writes a song and then, and then people are just like, he's dissing Big Sean. He's dissing. And it's just yeah. like, he didn't say anything about Big Sean. You're going through like all these hoops to like link these lines and be like, he is dissing. And it's yeah. just like, no, what if Kendrick Lamar just wants to make a song and like, it has nothing to do with Big Sean. It yeah. has nothing to do with like, yeah. I think it's because we believe that conflict is the only way for things to like work. Yeah. People. Like, I was thinking about it. I was like, do you think there will ever be, like, a presidential race where the two candidates are just like, hey, they're a great candidate. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're just yeah. not me. And that's the only thing. Yeah. 
Like we like will that ever happen? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I think about that too, just like I hope that we find a way eventually in the future because I feel like um uh just in terms of like are you liberal or are you not people find such an identity with um, the their opinions yeah. and with separating themselves from yeah. other people and um yeah i just hope that eventually there's a way like it really makes me nervous in terms of like even i feel like racism gets put in the in the media as a way of just dividing people absolutely like rather than just talking about the topic or anything yeah. like that yeah, absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think I think one thing that we're going to have to learn is maybe if someone dis- that someone disagreeing with you doesn't necessarily mean that they're attacking you. Mhm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And trying to I've brought this up before but my friend Oakley does a pretty Shouts good Shouts out to shout Oakley. Shout out to my friend Oakley. She does a pretty good job at generally trying to um like when people are strongly disagreeing with her or saying really bigoted statements, like to suppress the instinct to flare up and argue yeah. and just try to keep a conversation happening and listen to where they're coming from. Yeah. And then hopefully, yeah. Um, I think that's a big lesson I'm trying to learn as well. It's just like, yeah, let go of that need to defend. Mm-hmm. Cause if they're wrong, they're going to continue being wrong. It doesn't matter if I show them that they're wrong. Like, yeah. But then, like maybe having having a conversation where they walk away from it, being like that person was actually like a good person, and I yeah, I had a conversation. I had a conversation with them. Yeah, we don't have conversations anymore. Yeah, well, that's why I like comedy. Like from a really corny point of view, mm. it's a way to get on the same page with maybe people. Like you can tell a joke to somebody that maybe you fundamentally would disagree with. Yeah, but then you're all of a sudden on the same page and they like open up a little more yeah i was thinking about that with this norm mcdonald joke that i've said millions of times so many times now i don't know if i should repeat but like the joke is about like a conversation that's very divisive but like Mm -hmm. it's so funny both ways that like i don't know if i it's a it's a joke about bill cosby i don't know if you've heard it is it on his newest um, he's, I don't know. It's in the beginning part. Like he says the end of it in the beginning part of it, which I thought was very weird. But like it was it's from Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, where he's in a car with Jerry Seinfeld and like Jerry, Jerry he's talking to Jerry Seinfeld and he asked Jerry Seinfeld, Do you think that this is gonna ruin Cosby's legacy? And Jerry Seinfeld's like, Yeah, one hundred percent it is. Yeah. And he was like, I was talking to Patton Oswalt, and Patton Oswalt said that he thinks the worst part of it is the hypocrisy. Do you think that? And then Jerry Seinfeld's like, yeah, the hypocrisy's been pretty bad. He's like, I don't think that's the worst part. And Jerry Seinfeld's like, what do you think's the worst part? And he's like, the rape. And I'm like, <laughs> that joke is just like, it's, but like, it brings in like so yeah. many parts of the conversation and stuff yeah. like that, like that you're not even thinking about. And he, and he goes, you know, I've never met a rapist who wasn't a hypocrite. Like, I don't know any rapist who would be like, you know, I know this isn't politically correct, but. <laughs> I sure do enjoy raping like I sure do yeah. and and people go wow well you know at least he's not a hypocrite that's the worst part and like that joke just like it's such a it's about a topic that like so many people have so many varying opinions about but yeah. everyone can agree on that one borderline yeah. thing yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's a very good point yeah I also just love that joke but 
Yeah, that's exactly why I love comedy. It's able to cut through the middle of it. Like right. Like, cut through, like, yeah. And point out the things that are messed up, like, messed up, where in a way that everyone's on the same page, and it's like if you walked into a room and you were like, do you guys want to talk about Bill Cosby and, like, no. the rape stuff? And it's no. like, absolutely not. No. Get out of this party. But uh, the way that comedy is presented, it's almost like a, I don't know. Safe space. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely. And like Jerry, that's why I like Jerry Seinfeld. Like in the video, you can see like when Norm starts talking to him about it, he tenses up. Like when he's just like, do you think that it makes him, uh, do you think it's going to ruin his legacy? Jerry's like, yes, 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 yes. yes." yes. He almost looks into the camera. Yes, I do. (laughs) I do think like, and, but then like he loosens up once that punchline hits and stuff. Yeah, you're definitely right. It is a safe space, which is so interesting that comedians hate space. But, uh, Another topic. <laughs> well, now we're to the part where I feel like this is a good segue into um, I ask you about your own personal something positive that's yeah. happened in your life. I'm sure I've talked about this on another podcast, but I'm, I'll bring it up again because yeah. it's what kind of came to my mind. Uh, 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 I was in a class called Bay Area Theater Season. Just because, like, you were telling me that people, like, talk about, like, how something was bad before and then it turned out really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, what the class was, you pay, like, this ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous uh, a lab fee at the top. Mm-hmm. Like, super expensive. Uh, still regretting it because uh, it was so expensive. <laughs> but, um, and based, so what, because you pay that lab fee, the teacher just picks a number of plays. Yeah. I think six plays because it's, like, a nine-week course. And you go to the plays, and then you go to class, and you talk about the plays. Mm-hmm. That's the whole class. All right. <laughs> <laughs> which, and then I think at the end, you write a paper. Yeah, yeah. Which is like... And you pay out uh, the butt for that. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, that's such a weird... Like, college is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's like what we were doing was like sitting in a room talking about plays. <laughs> but one of the plays that she made us see that was five hours long. So... Yeah, it's too long for a play. Okay, that's exactly. So... Going into it, when we saw it, and she was just like, she sent out the email to everyone, and she was like, hey, the play that we're going to go see is five hours long. So my school was in Napa Valley, and the theaters that we all watched were like in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. so like San Francisco, Berkeley, or whatever, uh, Oakland. So that's like a, an hour 30 drive. Um, so we were all riding together, yeah. like a, some of us from the class, like we all carpooled together, and we were just in the car just like shit talking everything <laughs> we're just like who the fuck does like listen i love this teacher but who the fuck does she think she yeah. is that like we're gonna like do like a five hour play like that's fucking stupid <laughs> like five fucking hours like yeah. and everyone's like so upset so mad. so mad about this thing and like on top of that we had to drive there it was talent show that night at the school so we're just like Man, is this going to be this big event at the school that we can't even fucking go to? Because we're going to be at this talent show. Yeah, like you know, it was a very Christian school, so like there wasn't like a lot of events. So like any event at the school, we're just like, hell yeah! yeah. What? There's a band at the coffee shop. Let's go. What band is it? I don't care. There's something here at this school that's isolated in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) That's very true. No, I I feel that. That's how Lander was. Yeah, (laughs) you're just like, hey, yeah. I don't care if it's the same guy performing over and over again. I've seen him a million times, but there's something here in Lander. Yeah. Um. So we were just so upset, and we get to this play, and the way that it starts is. You go into this room 
and it's just fucking like everyone's sitting there and there's all these people kind of like stuck like statues you're not sure mm-hmm. if they're a statue or it's a person <laughs> yeah and you're just sitting there the place called the lily's revenge look it up after this like, okay uh and all of a sudden one of the statues wakes up and it's just what? like time 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 like i feel stuck in time and he starts talking about how like we everything just feels stuck and we define things as a narrative like mm-hmm. if this is what this is this is it and i'm a lily so because i'm a lily i'm only allowed to do these things because mm-hmm. i'm a lily mm-hmm. because she is time she's only allowed to do this because she is time because he's this and then it becomes a five-hour play about this lily is convinced that it could marry a girl even though it's a lily oh. and each segment each act of the play is a different kind of play Wow. So, like, the first act is, like, them kind of addressing us. The second one was, like, a musical. The third one was, like, uh, like a Japanese, like, kabuki-style oh, like, yeah, thing. Yeah. And then, like, man, everyone was just, like, at the end of it, every single person in that theater didn't want the play to end. Wow. Like, we wanted it to keep going because it was yeah. interactive. They would have, like, these long intermissions where, like, you would go in and, like, you'd be, like, entertained by drag queens or, like, yeah. and things. Like, and it, it was just... I think that was like the first time I've always been like a very nit, like nitpicky person. A very, mm-hmm. uh, 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 I'm like I, I'm from New York. I went to school in McAllen, Texas. I'm as plain as it fucking comes. Like I, I enjoy vanilla ice cream. Uh, <laughs> I eat the same. Like when I go somewhere, I don't like trying new things. Ah, I eat the same yeah, things. Yeah. I hate fruit and things. I think that's fucking <laughs> stupid. I, I, I can be a very bitter like person at times yeah. and stuff like that. But that. But then I think that like when I saw that play and seeing that experience kind of like awoken like this other part of me that like enjoys things so much more to like, man, before that play, if you're just like, hey, a drag queen's going to touch you and sing to you, I'd be like, like fuck you, <laughs> like, fuck that shit. And then like after that, like my mind just like expanded and like that play changed my life. It changed like how I saw storytelling working, like. Literally seeing such a simple idea executed in the most yeah. complicated way. The play ended up with like everyone closing their eyes and allowing like just like just be like, Do you trust me? And I was like, close your eyes. And then we all got like kissed like Whoa. by like the drag queens and yeah. stuff like it was just like such a weird, weird experience. And like I I don't think like I'm there yet. I don't think that like I'm the most open person ever. But I do think that that was like the first step towards me being like, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to try stuff and like be more open and be more willing to like experience things and learn and try something different. Cause that like, I mean, even just being in the theater program, like I did it, I joined the theater program for a girl and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't really, I was more of like a jock and I was joining, I went to film school so I could make like Judd Apatow like movies yeah. <laughs> and like, like I was like, hell yeah, I want to make my, my I want to make super bad, but like in McAllen, like that was like my dream and yeah. stuff like that. Like a bunch of, like I remember my teacher one time was just like, I saw a hot tub, tub I saw a hot tub time machine and it reminded me of you. And then like now I think about that and I cringe. I'm just yeah. like, oh, like, no. oh. <laughs> but like, that's like what I, and like just like seeing that play, I feel like was such like a major change, like a major point of change for me of like being more open to like the bizarre and like the unknown and stuff yeah. like that. 
I love that. That's also like the definition of what theater is supposed to be and why it exists. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, is I wasn't like, a theater kid. Is just to, like the whole goal of it is to change how people think. Yeah, you know? it's a push. Yeah, which is why I think it is so funny. This is a negative side note, but it just made me think of this. When Mike Pence went to go see Hamilton and then oh, Trump yeah. tweeted out all that stuff afterwards of like, that's not what theater is supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, no, that's exactly that's what it's exactly supposed what to be. It's, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable and like, um, you're supposed to enjoy it too, but you're supposed to experience Absolutely. something. Absolutely. That's so cool. What What's the name of the play again? The Lily's Revenge. The Lily's Revenge. Check it out. Um, I don't know if you can still see it. It's a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> but I love that you. I just love that you went in there too, and then walked out. Like that, you are allowed yourself to have a total change. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really cool. Yeah, and it's like you know, like I don't know. I've always I'm a, I'm a very fearful person, and like I think like a big moment that I kind of think of, I I I prejudge things a lot. I like to set the I like to set the. I like to uh, 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 predict the endings of things, I think. Mm-hmm. That's something that, like, you know. But I've found the more I let go, the more I enjoy and the more I allow myself to be surprised, yeah. the more I enjoy something. Uh, a perfect example of me, like, predicting things was, like, in high school, uh, my brother and I and one of our friends, Trevor, wrote a song. <laughs> and it was one of the worst songs and we we're gonna perform it at the talent show and we did the mic check and like everyone there was just like Ugh. and i didn't do the song because i was just like i know how this ends this ends uh, with everyone disliking this song and us yeah. all being embarrassed i'm just gonna avoid this experience altogether but i mean i could have been wrong yeah you know we yeah. could have done the song and something completely someone one dude in that audience could have been like fuck yeah and then also so what like knowing how it ends doesn't necessarily mean that it's not an enjoyable ride yeah and like a lot of times if you take a path that ends i feel like you have to take uh go down the weird roads to Mm. end up because otherwise you're always like i wonder what would have happened yeah but if you go down the weird road and then you're like this is not where i want to be then you find the the right way yeah or or sometimes you're just like this is exactly what i thought it was going to be but hey but now i know yeah also, sidebar, I love how much of a theme talent shows are in your life. <laughs> well, you know, I was born at a talent show. Uh, my mother was doing a play at mm-hmm. the talent show mm-hmm. when she was pregnant with me. Was it about a bus? It was. <laughs> and the play started 15 minutes, 15 minutes <laughs> till the bus leaves. Uh, but she didn't. She wasn't able to pursue that career anymore because she had to get a job as a nurse. Yeah. Because my dad had put all of uh, all of our money into Furbies. But you know what? She is a good parent. <laughs> uh, another sidebar, I think it's so interesting that you were afraid of failure with the song, but that you do improv and comedy now. Yeah, That's and a like turn. a big note that I got a lot in the beginning was like, stop trying to control scenes and uh. stop like, and like now I'm trying to make myself far more open. And I don't think that I'm there yet or anything like that, but like... I'm just trying to like enjoy the ride and yeah. like, yeah, like being more open, being more free yeah. and just allowing myself to, yeah, stop predicting things. Yeah. Experience the mess. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a mess. It is. Everything's a mess. And 
Well, this also goes back to what we were talking about with feelings and suppress. Like you got to experience all of it. Yeah. Or stuff is going to get displaced and Absolutely. come up in a different way. I had a therapist that said that you are like a uh, think of yourself as like a Brita, and your emotions are water, and you have to pour them out. You have to pour them out. Yeah. You know, you got to pour them out. You got to pour them out. Yeah. And I think, yeah, a lot of times I would feel something shitty or I would feel something like awful and I would try to, you know, scoot around it mm-hmm. because I was like, I, I know it's going to make me feel bad. I don't want to, but it's just like, nah, you just got to feel it. You got to, yeah, you got to feel the feels. Yeah. It's hard though. It is hard. Um, But it's really the people in my life who I know who do the best and are roller coaster people, I admire them so much because I'm never questioning if they're genuine, you know? Mm. And I always know whatever coming out of them is real and in the moment. And I'm never like, are they lying to me? How do yeah. they really feel? Yeah. Like, I always know. And even if I'm like, you're being kind of crazy right now. I love that so much. Yeah. And I st- strive to be way more of that in my life. Too. Definitely. Definitely. I don't know if I'm a roller coaster person, but I know I'm, I'm on the up and down waves. Yeah. Definitely. I remember when I jumped on and now I'm like, oh, man, this sucks. But this is a lot. But sometimes it's great. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Edgar, good gosh. Thanks. So- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks so you much. know, you could fade out. I don't know. Uh, there's definitely the fade out. Uh- <laughs> Never fading, only abrupt. With this- <laughs> <laughs> good gosh. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for oh, doing absolutely, this podcast. Yeah. It's been a true deal. This true, true deal. <laughs> this has been the best afternoon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, well, uh, good news later, everybody. That's my, (laughs) I'm going to fade out on us. So you go ahead and say whatever you want. You know, I think that Wonder Woman should just stop. Uh (laughs) Please fade. Please fade so much. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.